Welcome back to Lethal. Let's talk about death row inmates. This week, I'll be covering a Texas death row inmate. This week, I'll be covering a Texas death row inmate. I'll be covering Andre Thomas. He was convicted for murdering his family. He murdered his estranged wife, his four-year-old son, and 13th-month-old stepdaughter. This is not like any other case I have ever covered, so get ready for a crazy case. Before we jump into the case, let's go over some facts. So if you're new here, I usually go over death row facts, but I'm going to be changing it up this week. The case I'm covering this week is a little different from my other cases. I'm going to be talking about mental health and how it is assessed with capital cases. The inmate I'm covering this week was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. I'm going to give you some background about the disorder so you know where his mental state was during this crime. According to medicalnewstoday.com, a person with schizophrenia can experience delusional thinking, including paranoid thoughts. Schizophrenia influences an individual's perception. A person with this disorder can find it difficult to know what is real and what is not. Paranoid delusions can cause an individual to fear others are watching them or cause them to fear that others are going to harm them. According to Medical News Today, schizophrenia is a spectrum disorder, which means it links several conditions, symptoms, and traits. Schizophrenia can affect a person's thought process, perceptions and feelings, sleep patterns, communication, and ability to relate to others. So what are the treatments? I don't know what the treatment this inmate is receiving, but according to the National Institute of Mental Health, antipsychotic medication can be given to an individual to reduce the intensity and frequency of psychotic symptoms. Psychosocial treatment, such as cognitive behavior therapy, could be used to address to help address the negative and cognitive symptoms of schizophrenia. Let's talk about how mental health and how it's evaluated in capital cases. According to AmericanBar.org, there are mechanisms used to address several mental illnesses. Competency to stand trial, this is used to ensure that a defendant can partake in his or her own defense. This is focused on defendant's present mental abilities at the time of the trial. If a defendant is seen as incompetent to stand trial, the individual will be moved to a medical facility to receive treatment. If treatment is successful and the individual is competent, they will then let the defendant face the charges against them. Let's talk about the insanity defense. We see this a lot in capital cases. This can be used to relieve a defendant of legal responsibility. If a defendant is found not guilty of the crime, then the inmate will be sent to a psychiatric institution. Competency to be executed. The inmate's mental state will be evaluated at the time near the execution date. The inmate must understand the reasons for their execution and not on whether they were suffering from a mental disorder at the time of the crime. So, I'm barely scratching the surface with this topic. I could get into more detail, but I'm just giving y'all a very summarized version. So, let's get right into it. So once again, I have a glass of wine and I'm ready to jump into the case. This week, I'll be covering inmate number 999-493, Andre Thomas. He is currently 38 years old and is serving at the Jester facility in Richmond, Texas. March 27, 2004, police were dispatched to Laura Boren's house. The front door was kicked in. 
When police entered the residence, three bodies were found. Laura Boren, Andre's estranged wife, Andre Boren, Andre's four-year-old son, and Leah Hughes, Andre's 13th-month-old stepdaughter. All three victims were stabbed and had large wounds to the chest. Let's go back and see what actions led up to this attack. Andre grew up in an unstable household. His father was an alcoholic and his mother suffered from mental illness. He started to drink and smoke weed at a young age. He also started to hear voices by the age of nine. Months before the murder, Andre started to show strange behavior. According to Murderpedia, he would put duct tape over his mouth because God told him not to speak. He would also go on rants about the dollar bill and how he believed it contained the meaning of life. He would also rant on about how he was experiencing deja vu and reliving events over and over again. He also claimed to hear God speaking to him. He claimed to have hallucinations of God and demons. 21 days before the murders, Andre took Chrysidin. Chrysidin is known to cause hallucinations, but was supposed to be taken to alleviate coughs. So Andre took a large amount of Chrysidin and attempted to commit suicide by overdosing. Andre was taken to an MHMR facility. MHMR stands for Mental Health and Mental Retardation. It has now been changed to Mental Health and Intellectual and Developmental Disability Services. Andre ended up leaving the facility before he could be treated. Two days before the murders, Andre consumed vodka and a large amount of chrysidin pills. He started to cut and stab himself. His mother rushed him to the hospital. Andre ended up leaving the hospital before he could be committed for observation and get psychiatric treatment. Days before the murder, he was reported to be intoxicated in and incoherent. March 26, around 7 o'clock at night, Andre went to Laura, his estranged wife's apartment. Laura lived in the apartment with her boyfriend, Bryant Hughes, and the two children. When Andre showed up to the apartment, he said God told him that he needed to kill his wife. He said Laura was Jezebel meaning sexually promiscuous or controlling women. He also thought his stepdaughter was evil and needed to be killed. When he was in the apartment, Laura's boyfriend was rolling up an extension cord, which Andre took as a sign that Bryant wanted to strangle Laura and the kids. So Andre walked to the kitchen and grabbed a knife, but for some reason decided it wasn't the right time and ended up leaving. March 27th, Andre woke up and claimed that God told him he needed to kill his estranged wife and children. But the voice said he needed to use three different knives, one knife for each victim, so there's no cross-contamination between their blood. The cross-contamination would lead to demons allowing them to live. As Andre walked to Laura's apartment, her boyfriend Bryant drove by and waved at him. Andre took this as a sign, kind of like a green light, he believed Brian's wave was an approval to kill his family. Taking this as a sign, Andre continued to the apartment where he barged his way in and grabbed three separate knives. He stabbed and killed Laura, Leah, and Andre using a different knife for each victim. He then used the knives to open his children's chest, cut out their hearts, and place them in his pocket. When cutting into Laura's chest, he ended up taking a piece of her lung instead of her heart which he placed in his pocket as well. Andre then proceeded to stab himself in the chest. At this point, I don't know how deep he cut himself. He did this because he thought this would kill the demons that took over his wife and children's body. Andre did not die from this injury. He actually left the apartment, went home to change, put the hearts in a bag, and threw them away. 
Next, he went to his dad's house so he could call Laura, his estranged wife that he just murdered. He left a message and said, I quote, Um, Sherry, there is Andre. I need y'all's help. Something bad is happening to me and it keeps happening and I don't know what's going on. I need some help. I think I'm in hell. I need help. Somebody needs to come and help me. I need help bad. I'm desperate. I'm afraid to go to sleep. So when you get this message, come by the house, please. Hello. End quote. After he left this message, he went back to his trailer. His girlfriend, Carmen Hayes, was there, and so was his cousin, Isaiah Gibbs. He told them that he murdered his ex-wife and kids. Carmen drove him to the police department where he confessed what he did. He was taken to the hospital for his wounds, but they were superficial. After he healed, he was taken to jail where he gave a videotaped statement. Five days after the murders, Andre was in jail reading the Bible, and he read, If the right eye offends thee, pluck it out. So he took this literally. He then ripped his right eye out of the socket. After this incident, Andre was psychologically evaluated. Three psychologists determined that he was not mentally competent to stand trial. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia disorder. Andre was transferred to the Vernon State Hospital for the criminally insane. He was treated for five weeks. Dr. Joseph Black, the chief psychiatrist for the competency program, determined he was competent to stand trial. He said Andre was exaggerating all of his symptoms. Andre's lawyers argued that he should be found not guilty because of his mental illness, preventing him from knowing right from wrong. The prosecution argued that he was high at the time of the murders, not crazy. They said his psychosis was caused by his drug and alcohol abuse, according to TexasMonthly.com. And according to JohnTFloyd.com, Andre went to trial, the jury rejected his insanity plea, and he was sentenced to death in 2005. So this was a huge issue. I quote, while there is no dispute that the applicant was in layman's terms crazy at the time he killed his wife and children, the legal question is whether he knew that what he was doing was wrong or a crime at the time he acted, end quote. While Andre was housed at the Polunsky unit, he attempted suicide by cutting his throat. And on December 9, 2008, Andre ripped out his left eye and ate it. He said he ate his eye so the U.S. federal government couldn't read his thoughts. Andre does not have a scheduled execution date. He's currently serving at the Jester facility in Richmond, Texas, where he's getting psychiatric treatments and being evaluated. So what do you think? Should Andre be executed or is Andre mentally unstable to be executed? Let me know what you think. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to subscribe and please rate and review on Apple Podcast. Go follow my Insta, Twitter, and TikTok at lethal underscore podcast. I do try to post a new death row fact every day. I am a little behind, but I will get back on it. So also feel free to shoot me an email at lethal.tcpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday for a new case and a new inmate. I'll be covering a new death row inmate in a new state. See you then. All the information used in my podcast came from the following sources. tdcj.texas.gov, mhmrtarrant.org, Murderpedia, Wikipedia, johntfloyd.com, medicalnewstoday.com, americanbar.org, 
TexasMonthly.com is Andre Thomas Too Crazy to be Executed by Michael Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see y'all next week.